Hello, and welcome everyone to the first episode of season two of the Cultured Nerd Podcast. Season two, meaning the 2023 season. We're just going to do these seasons as years and just roll with it that way. Um, but thank you for joining us on our first episode. We're going to again uh, beat this dead horse a little bit more. Uh, James Gunn didn't kill the Snyderverse, but he ended the Hamadaverse. It's a topic that we want to talk about because we think that right now there's a lot of people out there who don't see the difference. And in a very kind of a hypocritical way, they saw the difference prior to James doing what he did. But now that he's done it, they don't see the difference. It's very weird. It's very backwards. But we're going to talk about it a little bit because it needs to be said. Um, so sit down, enjoy, and let's get into some controversial talk. Boop. How you doing, buddy? How was your holidays? <laughs> That's exactly what I want to talk about with you. I was about to say, we have to go back and talk about old news. I would like to get to new news. Uh, my holidays were wonderful. I got all the toys in the world, all the things that beep and boop and make fun noises. I got all of that stuff. Uh I, I get to play. I'm a PS5 gamer now. Yay! Game. I'm super one excited. Of one of us. One of us. Real excited to hop into that water. In fact, there's so many things I want to talk about with you. I want to talk, what do we want out of next year's Star Wars? I want to talk to you about, uh, are we going to, uh, are they going to, is the new Daredevil show dead on arrival just because of the last pass record? But unfortunately, we don't even get to talk about new news. We got to go back talk about old news yeah we do we, we definitely do because people are just being ridiculous and it's like um so uh literally like right after our last episode it was like right before right before the, the long christmas weekend we did our uh, last episode we talked about essentially um i guess the same subject again uh james gunn uh the reboot that uh, we talked about it being a total reboot and what that really implied and why that wasn't a big deal i think the next the day after that or maybe even the same day. I think Dwayne Johnson did like almost like a 10 p.m. announcement where he revealed that he met with James and Black Adam is not part of the plan. Um, but he said something that was kind of telling. I believe he said Black Adam is not a part of phase one. Yeah. Um, but he, the way, yeah, he said Which it, is it, the it, first it, time I've heard the term phase one for whatever this DC thing is going to be. Yeah. So he said right here, um, James and I connected. Black Adam will not be the first chapter of story in their first chapter of storytelling. However, DC and Seven Bucks have agreed to continue exploring the most valuable ways to bring Black Adam ways Black Adam can be utilized in future DC multiverse chapters. Which means that The Rock doesn't want to play anybody but the Black Adam. Right. He's only gonna take those meetings if we're talking about Black Adam 2, but he has no problem showing up in any one of these movies for whatever you want him to do. Yeah. So um, he said multiverse chapters. It's kind of sounded to me like Elseworlds. Like he's he's really leaning into the, okay, you have your canon. Um, I can have my canon just like Joker has his canon, how Batman has his canon. Like we're going to. Oh, you don't think that he's going to show up in whatever, like the Superman, whatever the Superman year no. three is. I don't think not- for a sec, because he, he he specifically dropped the multiverse word, which means that he wants to stick with his his corner okay. of the universe. So um, that was kind of cool. Um, definitely sounded like the way he read that was either A, he was just being facetious, or B, um, they did say that this grand reboot is just a timeline reboot and it's not erasing anything. So other chapters can still exist in those other erase timelines, quote unquote. So 
definitely sounds like either he's rallying the troops again or he's he kind of let slip that maybe the end game for James is a crisis event where they're going to bring all the cannons together all at once. So we'll see. That's a very interesting reading of it. I didn't think that I from from a from a person that has been brought into this very late. I don't understand how you don't build up to that because I mean, we had a whole episode about how they can't get rid of Gal Gadot. Then the next week, we're pretty sure they're going to get rid of Gal Gadot. Um, how do you not have this lead up to a portal opening with Ben Gal and Henry Cavill coming out and meeting the new Superman? I, I think that that's a great place to build to, but I think that's two years away, three years away. You know Five what I mean? Years There's, away, yeah, yeah. I mean, realistically, they could do like end of DC phase one or end of DC phase two being essentially a crisis on two earths. Uh, Ultraman has shown up and he's attacking. And then because of that, another earth is getting dragged into this. And now you have DCU and DCEU united to fight the threat of Ultraman and the Justice Syndicate. Like that'd be, I'd, I'd watch the hell out of that movie. Yeah. Um, you could also choose any, any of the universe ending villains of the dc that they haven't even touched you know what yeah. i mean i say, i feel like we went towards the one big guy but there's way yeah, more I mean, other people you I mean, have. obviously uh, obviously dark side is a multiversal villain he exists uh, simultaneously through all multiverses so that you can have that you have the anti-monitor you've got um superboy superman prime would be a fun one like a, a powerless superman from another universe who's resentful that other versions of him exist with power so he wants to destroy them all that'd be fun that's a really fun one. There, there's a lot. I mean, you can you can do a lot of fun stuff. And James Gunn is the right kind of nerd that would that would pull anything from those stories. Um, but uh, I think he's gonna guard. I I I I I don't know. I, I'm just gonna say what's on my mind because I don't know any other way to better frame it. I think he's gonna Guardians of the Galaxy, the Green Lanterns, and they're gonna become really fun. I hope so. I, I, I mean. I, I think that's I feel like that's where that goes because you can't have all of this they got to bring Green Lantern in. It just opens yeah. up so much of the universe. Yeah. Um and along with all of that so uh, someone the other day uh said that oh James Gunn was canceling the Green Lantern Corps TV show and then he publicly denounced that said no that's not that's not true. Um so uh my personal stance would be James Gunn introduces Hal Jordan into the the films, introduces John into the shows uh tell all this backstory via tv show and then set up john being this major player and then introduce them in film together and have that buddy cop two green lanterns as a, a film thing because i mean we had one hal jordan film and people kind of get the gist of his his origin so you don't need to have a show dedicated to retelling his origins um he's a pilot he got chosen he proved his worth his old buddy is now the bad guy Oh wait! Isn't, no, no, no! Isn't that the Marvel movie? I already saw that movie. She's a pilot. She gets chosen. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, that movie's frustrating because it's uh, when I saw that in theaters. The Captain Marvel was essentially a, a gender bent Green Lantern story. I I um, also didn't understand. I, I I I now know that that's not the only origin for that character. But I was watching. I was like, "Isn't this Green Lantern? Isn't this one to one Green Lantern?" Yeah, pretty much. Um, but um, yeah, there was a lot of. A lot of stuff that James has been kind of like off and on talking about. Um, nothing too telling. Uh, there was a, a big rumor that there was supposed to be a big announcement for the slate at the end of this current week on the 6th. And he denied that. So that I don't know where that came from, but it's not real. Um, I I honestly think that we're probably going to get some 
tidbits on the slate sometime this month, but this month just started, so it could be next week. It could be three weeks from now. Yeah, we're in Let the, the year. Yeah, the plans are going to start moving forward. Yeah. Uh, where's this backlash coming from? Why are people trying to sabotage James Gunn? Nothing has happened yet, and I feel like we're already in the talks of we need to we need to shoot we need to fire all the torpedoes at this one target. So, I think the talks, the, the Snyder fan base, the restore the Snyderverse campaign, the restore like release the Snyder cut, the fan base has always had this really radical fringe element to it. It doesn't speak for everybody, but they're loud enough to where everyone thinks that they're all lumped together. And it has been a constant problem, and which is why you have parts of the movement saying, "Hey, look, we're not we're not a cult. We're not um, we're not toxic. We generated half a million dollars for uh, fundraising for anti-suicide and suicide prevention. Like we we as fans have changed lives. Like, and that's that's the good side. But for every, it's like they say, the the greater the light, the darker the shadow." is that for every movement, you have these wonderful human beings who've done all this work for charity. Then you've got this fringe element that has become very, very toxic. And these are the same individuals that like openly attack Marvel fans. Like, oh, your Marvel movies are for children because ours are for like, and they they, they start pissing contests and, and flame wars on Twitter. And, they, and now they're like, now they've started the fire James Gunn, fire Peter Safran hashtags, uh, don't reboot DC, et cetera, and so on. There's a lot of very negative actions that are coming out of this, this fringe. And unfortunately, when people are emotionally compromised, negativity is very easy to latch onto. And when Henry announced that he was no longer playing in the role, you had a lot of people who were emotionally compromised. And if you read his statement, his statement doesn't say he's wallowing, he's upset, he's crying, he's... He's like, I'm hanging up the cape. Here it is. Okay. And then James even went to Twitter saying, hey, Henry's not done with DC. He's just done a Superman. Like he could come back in any one of any role that we can work out with him or fingers crossed in a multiversal story. He can come back and be Superman again for that story. We don't know. We don't know a thing. That's the or, truth. Yeah. And it also sounds like we're going to get Batman versus Black Adam and it'll be an elsewhere story and it'll yeah. be involved in that universe. And that would be a great way to pay tribute to all of those characters and not have to plug them into all the other stuff that's going on. Yeah. But essentially this fringe element of the fans have turned into Dursleys. No, Dursleys. 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 For people who've read the Harry Potter books and seen the movies, they know that this kid is a great A piece of shit. He is, <laughs> he is a spoiled little monster who his parents every year have to top birthday presents. They have to spend more. But on the one of the opening chapters, they talked about how because he had 25 presents, not 26 or something like that, some, some number in the 20s, even though the presents were more expensive, he was mad there wasn't enough. And they had to take him to the zoo and go to the store afterwards so he could pick out another present to appease this little monster. Are you saying that all of these movies that didn't make any money are basically like Dursley presents? And now the kids are like, we want another one. And it's like, you don't get another one. Kind of, yeah. Like, and I, and I, I keep saying it 
And I'll say it again for the people in the back who can't hear. The Snyderverse did not make a lot of money. Yes, it made money. It broke records. But the inflated budgets, the inflated cast and crew payouts, the inflated marketing meant that the profits on these films were not that big. The original Superman movie made bigger profits than Man of Steel did. It sucks, but it is what it is. And that's because movies today, tentpole movies today, are very expensive to make. I remember when we were younger, we were in high school, when Spider-Man 2 came out and people goffed at the notion that Sony spent $200 million on making Spider-Man 2 and it was the most expensive movie ever made. And now, if someone says, oh, we have to make a superhero movie and the budget is below $250 million, the movie's instantly dead in the water because it's not going to be good enough. Yeah, I feel like that is, isn't that the conversation around the Deadpool movie of like, you know, even though people were like, no, it's going to be good. They're like, that movie has no budget. There's no way that movie yeah. can be good. And it made like a billion dollars. Yeah. Like, so quality doesn't mean the same thing. But the problem was things got more expensive. Warner Brothers has been in the red for, Warner Brothers drove themselves bankrupt. Discovery came in and bought them in their, in their time of crisis. And they put themselves in the red to do so. They want to get back to the black. They need to get back to the black. But you can't do that by making one movie for half a billion dollars. You can't do that by spending your entire pot in one sitting. And something that you said to me off air, which I think bears repeating here, is that James Gunn didn't kill the Snyderverse. The Snyderverse, uh, this is now me saying this, uh, the Snyderverse was killed by Warner Brothers, which then went out of business, right? Like. Yeah. That reverse. Um, yeah. James Gunn didn't end the Snyderverse. He ended the Hamadaverse. And it feels like the woes of all of this depends on how much they leaned into that, which is why we didn't get the Batgirl movie, correct? That was right. way too far into that camp. Because the Batgirl movie was one of many projects that was supposed to exist in this post-Flash rebooted timeline that was going to be 100% Hamada's newly created universe. And Part of why they killed it was obviously they said the quality sucked. It said it felt like it was a TV pilot, not a, a movie, um, etc. You can say what you want, but fact of the matter is the movie's dead and it's not going anywhere because the studio felt it would um, not only tarnish the brand, but it made more sense to recoup the costs. When do you think that movie leaks? When do you think that movie leaks? It won't. Uh, they, they, no one. The only footage of that movie that exists are the. The cell phone videos that people took while they were filming it. Oh, you think they've just you think they destroyed the footage? That was part of how it had to go. They they showed everyone a final hurrah. Say here you go. They confiscated everyone's cell phones, brought them in, let them watch the film. After it was done, it was sealed away. Whether or not they destroyed it is one thing, but they it's sealed. It's gone. It's locked. It's okay. It's gone. It's as good as dead, because they can't take it as a tax write off if it exists in any form. They have to destroy the negatives essentially. Okay. So that thing is dead. Um, but the, the point is, the ironic part is that prior to James getting hired, you saw people on Twitter. You saw people, the same people that are using the, the fire James gun and all that stuff, the same people that are being ridiculous now were saying, boycott Hamadaverse, reboot DC. They were literally declaring that they wanted a reboot because Ben was very vocally done. Uh, Ray had very, very vocally against Walter Hermata, and unfortunately, he also went very vocal against James Gunn over the, the holiday season, which 
pretty much means he's never coming back. Um, Ezra's situation being Ezra's situation, Amber Heard's being Amber Heard's, all these these pieces, people were basically saying the Snyderverse is too messy, just let it go. And then, aside from that, when we got Zack Snyder's Justice League, when we got the original cut, we saw firsthand that everything post-2016 doesn't even fit into Zack Snyder's universe. Obviously, the Atlanteans had a whole different aesthetic. They all spoke very British. They spoke like dolphins as well. That was a thing. Um, uh, his dad, Thomas Curry, was dead in Zack Snyder's canon. And yet, he was a major character in the movie. Right. There was a lot of things that were very different. And people quickly realized that you can't really reconcile the two. You, you basically have a, a whole different canon. And that's, and that's what it is. Mm -hmm. um, but everything that existed following Justice League was part of that theatrical timeline. You have Aquaman, you got Birds of Prey, you've got Shazam, you got Black Adam, you've got... Um, is there anything else? I don't know. No, uh, like uh, uh, the, oh, the, the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. And Peacemaker. But even then, the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker did something very weird where they like flash-forwarded the whole growth of the DC universe. You had Peacemaker who was referencing Batmite. And then you had you had all these other villains, all these other characters that came out of the woodwork and acted like they'd always existed where in the reverse, Zack Snyder's Justice League kind of treated everyone as being very very dated but also very freshman. Like the universe was still fresh. Yeah. I mean in BVS, the multiverse thesis, right? It was even it was a theory that these superpowered these superpowered individuals could exist, but yet following uh, following Justice League and going into Birds of Prey and you have oh uh, so Black Canary's mom was a metahuman as well as she is okay that kind of pokes a hole in that metahuman thesis oh and then you've got Suicide Squad where Amanda Waller has like a vault of metahumans that she's been collecting for way longer than she should have actually been because she just started Task Force as two movies ago. See, I think the Suicide Squad is the movie that ruins all of the timeline stuff. I it, think it they just does. did whatever they wanted to to make a good movie, which is fine, but it doesn't plug into anything. And it they doesn't. want it to be this piece, but like they took crazy liberties for the for the benefit of the movie, but it's like it doesn't fit into any of this stuff. It's its right. own thing. I mean, in in Man of Steel, Everyone was scared of Superman because he was an alien, right? But then in the Suicide Squad, wasn't like Mongol, that yeah. Lady Mongol, like supposedly locked up in prison for how who knows how long? Right, for however. Yeah, you're right. So, she, she's straight up an alien person. Yeah, she's straight up an alien, and she's also like visibly an alien. She's not like Superman, where you're like, oh, he's just a random dude. Like, no, yeah, no, she's it's like, not like the, yeah, it's not like they walk among us. She's like an alien from Earth. Girls are easy. She's like yeah. totally green. Yeah. Or so, yellow. I don't remember. She was like pink or something. With like, yeah, okay. I don't know. But the, the point is, the Snyderverse had been dead for a very long time. And when Zack Snyder's Justice League came out, fans saw what we could have had, what we should have had years prior. But the studio had never had an intention to do anything about it. They they went on the defensive almost immediately. They said, everyone, it's a cul-de-sac. It's done. It's over. Moving on. Here's some new shit that we're going to shove down your throat. Enjoy it. No one enjoyed it. And that's the thing. Black Adam came about, and this was to me one of the biggest hypocrisies. Was that when Black Adam came out, fans didn't want to see it because they didn't want to support it. 
because it was Hamadaverse. Henry came back, and there was there were people out there, even scoopers and people saying that don't forget Henry betrayed Zach. He's not on our side. He's a bad guy. And they started doing all this nonsense. And then they said, Oh, look, he's showing up in the red the, the costume from Man of Steel, not even the suit that he's supposed to have in canon, which is nonsense. Right. What oh, canon. Exactly. Exactly. Um, right. And then you have, uh, oh, now he's showing up and disrespecting Hans Zimmer by playing John Williams music. Boycott Black Adam. And Black Adam's ticket sales suffered. People didn't really see it. And I think it wasn't so much the fans drove that movie to failure. It was the fact that nobody knew who the hell Black Adam was. They missed the mark by not tying it into Shazam, which they should have. Which they should have 100%. And then people who saw it on HBO, the reason why it's such a huge hit on HBO right now is because people now know Superman's in it at the end. Like... Well, and can't you also go watch Shazam still? Can't you watch that movie and then go back and watch the same Wizards and be like, oh, yeah. that's the same guy. Yeah, exactly. So they really screwed themselves up. And the DCEU was very fractured. It was very broken. You had Ben Affleck, who very publicly left the role because he left the role. Walter Hermata moved forward with making a new Batman movie that's separated from the DCEU. Then you Thank had, God, and and gave a director free reign over Batman. Yeah. Like, just said, do whatever you want to do, and that's not plugged into anything other than the world of Gotham City, and it was great. Yeah, it was great. And I think the reason that movie did break a billion dollars is because it was like three and a half hours long. Oh, I also, yes, I think it's three and a half hours long. Uh, I also think uh, that it's a true Batman movie and that you're going to have to deal with dark feelings. And I think that turns off some people that's fine. But as a comic book reader and as a long fan of Batman, that's exactly what I want out of my Batman movie. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <coughs> sorry. But again, James Gunn was hired to reboot and everyone who was before saying we should just boycott it and they can reboot it. Now they're saying, why are they rebooting it? They're just they're being they're being kind of hypocrites in a way. But when people ask me why I'm not upset, why, I, I am upset. I'm upset that we lost a lot of these things. But I've also been upset about losing all of these things for like five six years now. Because the first time Ben went on Jimmy Kimmel and said I'm not Batman anymore, that was a nail in the coffin for the Snyderverse, right? Any one of Ezra's arrests or controversies online, that was the end of Snyderverse. The moment Ray refused to go be a part of the Flash movie because he wanted Walter Hamada to make a public apology, that was the end of his portion of the Snyderverse. The moment they cut out Snyder and had Jeff Johns rewrite Wonder Woman and retcon half of her existence with Wonder Woman 84, the Snyderverse didn't fit there either. The problem was that the Snyderverse had been dead for a very long time. So when James Gunn came in, he was either given the choice of killing everything that was coming through the pipeline and somehow being able to afford to bring back the Snyderverse, which realistically couldn't happen because Zach is still very knee-deep busy with everything Netflix, or just kill everything and start fresh. And killing everything and starting fresh was really the only option because... Yeah, there was a and, lot of baggage with every one of these projects. A lot of people... And a lot of baggage was, has now come out. Yes. A lot of these other conversations and 
Henry firing his team. Like, I feel like a lot of these conversations that were happening, I don't know if they weren't truthful or not, but obviously right, right. there was some, there was hanky panky going on. So, uh, so for that note, um, whether or not Henry did fire his management, it still hasn't been confirmed or debunked. It's still what, like two weeks later and it's still in oh, question. I didn't even Google that shit. As soon as I right? saw it, I was like, that's real. <laughs> yeah. So it's still up in the air, but Along with that, a lot of gossip came out about what happened. And obviously, Henry had one film left of his contract, is what they were saying. And the Garcias were basically holding Henry's last appearance hostage to get a new contract. Which meant the reason we didn't get any new Superman footage in Zack Snyder's Just League was because they were holding him hostage. Which is... Every one of those fans who said Henry betrayed Zack... It was because he was being held hostage by his management. Right. The the workhorse, the people that want to make a billion dollars off of him, yeah. right? Like the, the, unfortunately, the gross part of this business, right? right. It's, okay. So you had all of these things, all of these, these negative stories happening, all this baggage happening. Uh, Jeff Johns was still tied to uh, the Green Lantern project because he had made that before he got publicly shamed out of the studio. He was still tied to the Shazam movies. He was still tied to Wonder Woman movies. So you couldn't really get rid of Jeff Johns as long as those projects still existed. Um, you had um, you had all these legacy credits, uh, Toby Emmerich and Walter Hamada, that were still tied to all of these other projects that now that they're out of the studio, they're still tied to those projects. So if a sequel gets made off of that project, they would still get that legacy producer credit. So the only way to cut ties with all of this baggage was to truly reboot. How do we, how, we can, we, you've been sad about this for five or six years that you said, we've mourned this thing. I mourned this thing a long time ago. My stages of grief have already been in the acceptance right. stage for a while. So how do we get the Snyder verse people's toxicity? How do we take it away from DC because he's not a part of it? And why don't they just go support all of his new stuff. Why not take all of this energy and go support a ton of new stuff that he has coming out the wings? Why not take all of this and just go, this is the guy we like. Now we're going to support him over here. I don't know. Mm. Again, it's very much like the, the Dursley thing. Uh, that kid progressively got worse until he was like almost murdered by a Dementor. And then eventually he was like, oh my God, I'm a bad guy. And then eventually became like a decent human being afterwards, apparently. But it, it, it's not, I'm not saying like they have to be like treated with violence because that's what happened to Dursley. But like there has to come to a point where either the studio has to reboot everything to give them no ammo. Well, and let's talk about the other downside of this negativity because it's popping up in weird places, but it's popping up in a way that it makes me wonder at what point does Discovery just say, oh, we, we'll just not make superhero movies anymore. We'll just go make Denzel Washington movies. We'll try to go back. I don't know if that era of movies is coming back, but if the last Top Gun movie was anything, people are hungry for... Are hungry for an epic that they feel can be contained to a cinematic experience, and it makes me feel like maybe you go back to some of those people because all everyone else is tied up in superhero movies. Yeah, uh, 
when acts of violence, like what you showed me that was posted on Reddit, start getting put, when does Discovery say, great, we're not going to Comic-Con because they said that you were going to gather and do something? Yeah, right? so like, spe speaking of that, um, this popped up on Reddit. A buddy of mine sent me this, wanted me to bring it up because he saw this. This is pretty insane. Pretty insane. And it ended up, uh, it got shared on Facebook, which is how he screenshotted it and sent it to me, which is horrible. Um, someone on the R Snyder Cut Reddit channel said San Diego Comic-Con 2023 is ours. It's time, boys. Time to do the do. We will own San Diego Comic-Con 2022. There's a typo right there. That's fun. Save up. There's a couple of them. You'll run into them. There's a few. It will be a day for the history books. They will know not to fuck with the supporters of the Snyderverse. Let's get the ball rolling. More details will have have to be released in a more private domain and briefing on what will go down. We won't stop until they take us by, take us out by any means necessary. You must realize we are at war with wicked powers. Think about Cavill. Think about Ray Fisher. Think about Gal. Think about Affleck. Think about Jason. Think about Cavill. I have to say that again. Uh, <laughs> this is for them. Death before dishonor. San Diego Comic-Con is ours. It's ours. We will be remembered, boys. Keep tuned for updates. That is like... That's like some like dark web, uh, like terrorist chatter. That's insane. Yeah, if you were to replace all of if you were to replace all of those movie stars' names with trumpets, all the Trump people, that would sound like a January sixth. Yeah. Think about Roger Stone. Think about what they're doing to how. Like it's just it's a ridiculous thing. And yeah, to it's me, like, it to me that is that's what Matt Reeves did in in the the, the Batman. Like that's yes. Riddler's four chan. Like <laughs> yes, right. Yes. Like, I mean, we're going to stop the city. We're going to dress up like Riddlers and we're going to shoot the man. Like, that's insane, right? Right. That's to insane. me, it makes me wonder, like, if a studio goes, oh, we're not sending our stars down there. I don't need one of these people catching a bullet in their leg because of this. Now, do I really think these nerds are going to bring guns there? No. But this is the type of rhetoric that turns people off from this stuff. Yeah. This it's is what's going to make them say, I don't want to make these movies anymore. It's the rhetoric that... That goes with the baggage of the Snyderverse. Unfortunately, this very large, this very vocal fringe movement has now talked about returning to violence. And you want to know why the Snyderverse is not coming back? Because of crap like that. Because when the studio has to think, is it worth spending money on sending our people to these events because of the threat of violence? They're not going to reward these people. Like, they see that as, we have to... We have to kill it now. We have to end it now. We have to end the end it by any means necessary. And it's I mean, I wonder if this is gonna be the end. You know, one of the things that you and I as as we are as we are becoming old men, it's crazy to be nostalgic about the past. I remember when Comic Con was a sleepy comic book convention that was kind of boring. And then in the late two thousands, it became this place where you show movies. Yeah. And it started with the superhero movies, but then it became Harry Potter, Twilight. The Twilight. I mean, if you want to talk about like Comic-Con records, the Twilight numbers might beat everyone's record of like wanting to be in a place at one time. Yeah. So with Snyder fans, or let me rephrase that because I, you are a Snyder fan. What are we going to call this Antifa inside of the Snyderverse? We have to come up with a term for this this anti-life equation, people, Taylor. I don't know what else to call them. The reality is I don't want to give them a label because 
the moment you define something, you give. We're gonna power. we empower them. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. We're um, not gonna, okay, we're not gonna name them. This has always been. So we're calling them the nameless. Okay. Yeah, they're they should they should they who shall not be named. <laughs> they who shall not be named. Okay. Um, but the reality is that even if this is a hoax, right? So maybe this is some anti-Snyder guy trying to make the Snyder people look bad. The problem is that it's believable. And it's believable because of a long history of this fringe element getting ridiculous. You have for every one person who's donated to try to prevent suicide, you have one person doing stuff like this. And again, there's a lot of baggage. There's a lot of problems with the Snyderverse. James Gunn coming into it and just finally putting down the lame horse that was the Hamadaverse. He just ripped off the Band-Aid. He did. Everyone needs to realize that this stuff was all on life support and was going to be dead anyway. He is the name behind all of this stuff. But I promise you that a boardrooms of Discovery Plus executives told him, all that shit's done. You yeah. go, hell, that, none of that's happening. And James it, Gunn is the made, person that has to mold this thing out of clay now. It didn't make fiscal sense to cancel what was already being worked on and then spend double, triple the budget to bringing back a universe that wasn't received well to begin with. The biggest names in Hollywood are in that universe, right? The 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 the, the, the stars that are making the most amount of money, they are cash, they are house poor. What is the term? What is the term that we use? Cash uh, poor? Cash, house poor, yeah. House poor? Uh, they, they can't afford any of this stuff. They had to reboot this stuff. And we get new... I think that the big silver lining is we're going to see new faces and new yeah. faces in a really big way that's going to feel fun and make these things feel fresh again. Yeah. Um, uh, everyone else get long on the tube. And I think it's okay that we're making this transition now. Like the reality is that every one of the post Justice League movies is not part of the Snyderverse. And every fan was trying to justify it. Oh, the Flash movie is going to reference Zack Snyder's Justice League. The Flash movie even had recasted henry allen like actors from the snyderverse aren't even coming back for that movie they recasted roles they're changing canons they're changing things because of taylor i'm gonna ask you we're gonna it's the first episode of the new year is the flash movie ever gonna be released it is yeah you sure yeah it's gonna happen it's still coming out okay um it's it's a damn good movie is from what i've been told it's um marketing has already gone has already gotten ready at the super bowl pretty soon and that's going to be the next trailer for this movie like the actual first real trailer on tv oh okay well that's real information if they're doing a super bowl spot then yeah that's all yeah, that's still, all stuff that has to get put in place okay um this movie's still coming out but the reality is that this movie is going to be kind of like like batman forever right it's going to be it's going to come out it's going to come and come and go and it's going to be a one-off essentially because batman and robin came out afterwards and it was very different and it was almost like the only two reoccurring characters in that movie were Alfred, Alfred and Robin. Everyone else was new. So, Commissioner was there, and that was he actually there? I don't remember. I don't remember the, him being in the movie. He was the fat commissioner, right? But he, he was wasn't that in guy. That. He wasn't in that one, was he? Wasn't he at the ball when he pulls out the Batman credit card? Isn't he one of the people there? Might have been. Also, one of the producers' wives is in a bunch of the Batman movies. She's the lady with the glasses. She's the reporter. She, oh she might be the one holdover of in every movie, but I don't, I don't know if that's as dignified, I don't know if that's as dignified an answer as the other one. But still, the reality is that the movie is still going to be really good. It's going to be exciting. People are going to love it. They're going to love to see Bat Ben be, his, be Batman again for the last time. They're going to love seeing Keaton come back. 
And I wish that we, you know, it's funny that we're talking about the original Batman movies and that that Alfred character, that actor was so good as Alfred. He was the starter dough from movie to movie to movie. Um, they're not doing that with the Steinerverse. And we know that's true because he went and talked to these actors and told them, there is a role for you in this universe, but it ain't who you were playing before. Right. And then now we, and it puts kind of in context the things that, uh, Aquaman was saying, Mr. Mimosa, when he was like, my dreams are coming true. He said he wants to play Lobo. It sounds like he gets to play Lobo. It's going to very much be like Wonder Woman 84, where you had like Linda Carter coming back as a different character. There's going to be some like nostalgia factor with seeing some of these other people, but they're going to get to be other things. And that's fine. And that's fine. The reality is that the Snyderverse has been dead for a long while and fans were trying to keep it alive. They had hope that it was going to continue. They had hope that they could somehow restore it. But the moment that the studio basically forced Zach out for a second time, and then he just said, I'm out of here, I'm going to Netflix, that should have been the sign for everyone to realize that it was kind of over with. And something else that needs to be said is that the slate of movies coming out next year, Flash, Shazam 2, Blue Beetle, uh, and Aquaman 2, have nothing to do with the Snyderverse. Right? Nothing. Like, Nothing. There will be similarities. There might even be things that happen similar in the world. There'll probably be an Easter egg in the Flash movie where he's running to the Speed Force and you'll see the Snyderverse in one of the Speed Force portals. You'll see something like that and be like, oh, we're not even in the same canon. Okay. But that's about it. That's the reality. Is that that's, and uh, to answer your uh, Michael Go, Alfred, for those 90s Batmans. Michael so Go. Good. He was, he was so, so good. good. He's so funny. He was so good in those movies. He was. He was sassy to, to Bruce. I liked it. Um, he wasn't. You're right. The the only downside was is he was very sassy, butlery, but he wasn't like gonna kick your ass. Where even the cartoon uh, Alfred, I felt was like, oh, he can put a crowbar to your head. He knows that, what to do. One of my favorite bits of the animated. A little tangent there. One of my favorite bits from the animated uh, Batman was when um, Batgirl was in the Batcave for the first time, and Bruce is like standing there talking to her. And uh, Alfred comes in and says, oh, Miss Gordon, I'm sorry you had to figure out. It's true. I'm Batman. And he, Bruce is like, Alfred, I, I brought her here. He's like, okay, right away, sir. And he like walked up. Like, it was like, he had this like locked in like, if anyone finds it, I, I'm just going to say it's me. Way easier. It's way, he'll take a, he will take a bullet for Master Bruce. So like, yeah. this is way easier. Yeah. And then Zack Snyder did a, did a one up on that when they brought in um, their version of Bruce and Batman, where they basically openly acknowledge that this Alfred was Bruce's dad. And like like Bruce giving Alfred coffee was like the most non-butler thing. Like Alfred's out there chopping wood and then Bruce is making him coffee because he's like, this is my old dad and I'm making him his coffee. <laughs> well, it also speaks that the butler relationship when Batman hits 50 or 40 ends, right? Like at a certain point, <laughs> Master Wade realizes, oh, if I keep working him as my butler, he's going to die. But he yeah. is my family. So you're going to live in my house, take um, care of all my guns, make sure all my things are nice and sharp. Yeah. And like, yeah. And, and, and that, that's the same joke that they had with the, uh, the Dark Knight Rises when uh, Alfred leaves and Batman loses all his money when they're knocking on his door and he doesn't, he's like, I don't know how to, Alfred normally does this. Like all those jokes that he doesn't know how to like find his stuff because Alfred did everything for him was was pretty funny because it, it also was a little frustrating because Batman's not that oblivious. <laughs> but I just it's so funny that we're talking Batman now because 
uh, Andy Serkis has got to start training, got to start training the new Robin. He's got to start teaching him how to do ciphers and yeah. how to be ex CIA or MI6 tactics. Yeah. But I think, again, uh, James Gunn is not to blame here. Like, James Gunn is a, is a Hollywood talent. He's a creative. He's good at what he does. But he's not the one who single-handedly destroyed everyone's hopes. Everyone. And your two dads are not mad, but we're disappointed. And if you keep running your mouth like this, we're going to have to say that we're not a part of you anymore. Uh, we're going to have to we're going to have to divorce ourselves from you because we you're, you're making us look bad over here. It's really it's really frustrating because like. There are some truly great people in the Snyder campaign in the Snyder family in the Snyder community. And then you've got these prime. What's his name? We have him on all the time. That's yeah, Prime's a... wonderful. Prime is great. He's down to earth. He talks about these things in a very real way. Yeah. Salt of the earth individual. But if y'all keep running your mouths, we're going to have to say we're not friends with you anymore. It's really rough. It's really rough. But it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, well, you're way, you're way deeper into this than me. And that's the part where I, I, I feel like before air, I have to calm Taylor down so we can have this conversation because it, it, it's weighing on Taylor. It's, it's, it's a thing. Look, I, I've talked about it before. Like, I wasn't on Twitter a lot, but I was on Instagram. And when I first launched the, the TCN Instagram, um, I became aware of Sean Meyer, the guy who started the re uh, release the Snyder Cut movement. Um, I first posted release the Snyder Cut maybe a week after it started. I was not one of the founding fathers like everyone on Twitter claimed they are. But I was there from the beginning, too. I was following the movement from the beginning. I was following the movement from when the first time it was like the six or seven people showed up at WB with the banner. And that was the whole movement was those like six or seven individuals. Um, I knew people that were on the, the live stream with Zach when he announced the Snyder cut. And that's how I knew it was coming because when Zach invited them, he told, he kind of gave them all these little hints, little teasers that this is, this announcement is happening. And those teasers got passed over to me and it obviously just put two and two together. You know, what's coming. Um, but it's really hard to you can't you can't pull like a uh, Dr. Manhattan here and you can't say without condoning or condemning and still be a part of it you know like when when fans are now fans are now claiming that they're going to take take severe action at San Diego Comic-Con you either have you have to draw the line there. You have to be like these are either not speaking for all of us, or I'm not part of this. And it's not that it's not like I feel that most people are going to read that thread and take it seriously. But it's the fact that one person and one person doing these yeah, things are takes, going to ruin all of this for everybody. All it takes is that one guy to be actually serious and get maybe three or four other dudes. And also, all what takes. is right? And and now with things like this, let's let's. Let's pretend we take this really seriously. Let's say that we read this and we go, oh, shit, this is real. Does San Diego Comic-Con now have to buy uh, – do they need to hire more police officers and guards? Does that mean that the ticket to Comic-Con doubles in price this year? Does that mean there's going to be – More security you, screening. When, there's more. Right. When Taylor brings his little boy there dressed up as the Mandalorian, he's got to walk through a metal detector and they're like, you got to take this whole thing off because it's setting up – like it's stuff like that where it's like – all of this is fun until all so of a sudden it's not fun anymore. Right. And that's and that's the thing is that Snyder fans are better than this. 
And a lot of them are. And every one of the Snyder fans who say, oh, but we trended a million a million tweets. We trended this. And like I, I understand that the trending was a thing, but the studio sees those numbers, but they also see the very obvious that some accounts were tweeting 20, 30, 40 times in that single day. So the numbers aren't as, it's not a million unique tweets. It's a million tweets by a thousand people. And you know who else is seeing this stuff? James Gunn is seeing this stuff. Why? Because he reads online, uh, uh, reads online commentary. And if it's being put on Twitter, it's probably going to be, if it's being put on Facebook, it's going to make its way to Twitter and he's going to see this stuff. So again, the question becomes, how much of this does he want to also take on? Probably none of it. The the thing is, I, I've, you saw this pattern exist, right? Zack Snyder went to Twitter and told his fans, thank you for making the impossible happen. You honored my daughter's memory. You made a miracle happen. And he basically, what it read like was a goodbye. It read like a thank you and goodbye. And if you look at the timeline of when Zack put that out versus when talks for James Gunn and Peter Saffron probably started, I could, I would find it very believable that that James gave Zach the heads up of what was happening, and Zach said thank you to everybody, and gave his blessing as well. I think that's yeah. the other weird thing that people feel like the old administration is what killed all of these things. I don't think Zach has any ill will to any of this stuff, and if the hmm. door and if the stars align to bring him back over to do something, I think that the new team could handle him because the things that he was doing before are not going to fly at this moment. All of that stuff has to be reined in. I mean, look at the reining in that happened on Marvel movies. And now the Marvel movies, it's like, oh, they don't feel like the other Marvel movies. That's right. They cut those budgets a lot. There's a lot of new actors that are not being paid as much as a Henry, uh, uh, as a Chris Chris Evans. Evans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Chris Evans, he'll come back, but it's going to take a couple movies. No, and the the thing is, like, everyone's saying that the Secret Wars... They're all coming back. Robert Downey Jr. is coming back, and they're going to do this grand, crazy big event, and then they're going to reboot the universe. And nope. no, no, it actually, RDJ and Chris Evans are coming back for Secret Wars. That's a thing. That's fine. They ain't bringing back everybody. You think they're bringing back everybody? Everybody? Yeah, they're, they're going to be using variants. They're going to bring them all back, and then they're going to just wipe out the universe at once and reset it. But bringing in variants are not the original actors, right? No, they bring in the original actor as a variant of that character. Oh, so RD, okay. RDJ's like main timeline Iron Man is dead, but we're gonna oh, see like okay. a, a different RDJ. Okay. okay, I fundamentally misunderstood what was going on. Now I understand. Yeah, that's fine. That's not them back in the universe. No, no, that's them coming back for a, a, a glorified cameo, like we saw in Doctor Strange. Yes, and then and it the means movie. that they're expendable. Because yes. we already killed Captain America, so we get to, so in that movie, Captain America gets to jump in front of the Doctor Doom laser beam and go, "I love you." Yeah, exactly. So, either way, the I keep I feel like I just keep beating that dead horse, and I think this will be the last time we really talk about it until we get some actual news. Until we div- until we have to file divorce papers from yeah, this, so from this when when the announcements come with it when the slate comes then fans can judge accordingly. And I, I've been saying this before. Judging the acts, the actions of James Gunn and Peter Safran before the, the actual announcements have been made is the silliest thing you can do. 
you don't even know what the cast is. If if they announce tomorrow, I also think this is all. I also think we have to wait a year to see a movie. Like, yeah, all we're not this see is going to be talking great, but like, you know, you know, it's. I'm going to be really excited to see what the first James Gunn produced HBO Max cartoon is. That's that stuff's going to have me interesting, and we're going to really start seeing the threads of where this stuff is going because all of this is too early. It is. It's all very early, and I think that is kind of where we're. We just need to, it's harder for people to be patient. Yeah. And that's just, that's where it's at. But I, I think one thing that I wanted to always say is that with the story of Pandora's box, the reason why the Greeks believed that hope was locked up was because hope is dangerous. Hope gives people ability to rally toward and hope for the better. They, they, it can be used as good. But hope can also be, have its negative side where you can hope for something till you die and it never happens. You can wallow in despair because you hoped for the wrong things. Hope is a very dangerous weapon. And a lot of Snyder fans are kind of seeing that they hoped that their their patience would be rewarded. They hoped that their fight would be rewarded. And the reality was the previous administration didn't care. They didn't care that these fans hoped for this. They just kept wanting to, to make money. And when the money didn't come in, and they bankrupted themselves. That was the end of all of it. Discovery came in, saw what was happening, saw the disjointed universe, and realized that you can't appease everybody. And the only thing you can do is just wipe the slate clean and start over. Pump out a bunch, of, start a new universe, get new blood across the board. And if it's successful, then build from there and keep going. But hope was a dangerous thing for a long time. And at this point, unfortunately, uh, hope was not rewarded. The Snyderverse is ended officially. And maybe someday in the future, James Gunn will have enough capital at DC Studios to make a, an epilogue for the Snyderverse as an Elseworlds project. But they have to have the capital to even consider that. And they can't have the capital if fans keep boycotting. What would you like? It, 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 the slate has come up. What do you want to say on that slate list? I want to see the core members. I want to see Batman. I want to see Wonder Woman. I want to see Green Lantern. I want to see Superman. And at the very least, I want to see Superman and Green Lantern. Uh, do you think in the... In what order do you think we see the same? I think Superman's going to come first, probably, to be honest. And then... Just because of all the conversations that have already been happening about yeah, Superman. I mean, it's already been kind of revealed that that's what's currently being worked on. So Superman's going to be in that conversation for sure, but... Um, what I fully expect is that uh, James is going to give us a very fleshed out, very planned out universe, um, even more intricately planned out than Marvel Phase 1 was. Because Marvel Phase 1 had a lot of like, I mean, after Iron Man 1, when Iron Man 2 onward, they were all kind of connected. Um, they all reference each other. And they have so many stumbling blocks. Those yeah. are all the stumbling block movies. And it took them a hot second to figure out what to do because a number yeah. of those number two movies are not up to snuff. Right. And so, I mean, the way I see it is James probably learned from that mistake and realized that. So what I'm probably, like I said, what I'm expecting before we wrap up today, what I'm expecting is that you're going to get Superman, right? And Star Labs is going to be a... a, a a key aspect of that, like Superman as Clark Kent is going to investigate something that takes him to Star Labs, and you're going to get plethora of cameos. You're going to get, oh, Dr. Silas Stone, Dr. Martin Campbell, oh, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Emil Hamilton. You're going to get all these characters that are core. 
And one of those people is going to be the Green Martian, right? No, no. Uh, uh, Hamilton was the Superman uh, confidant uh, at Star Labs. Okay. Uh, Dr. Campbell. Uh, was it Martin Campbell? I think it's, I don't know. I mean, uh, the other half of Firestorm. Okay. You're going to get uh, Silas Stone, Cyborg's dad. You're going to get all these characters that are in the comics connected to all these other heroes. They're going to lay a lot of seed work and they're going to go forward from there. For like Green Lantern, I see that they introduce Hal Jordan and while he's in the Air Force base, uh, Nathaniel Adams or Captain Adam or uh, that character is also going to be referenced as being someone that he knew. Like you're going to interconnect. It's not going to just be heroes aren't going to be islands anymore. There's going to be a reason why all these people are working together is because they all know each other in some capacity. Mm. So um, I could see this universe moving forward, being a slightly lower budget, more character driven, more, more Clark Kent, the reporter versus Superman, the saving a plane from the sky. Mm. But I see them focusing a lot on the storytelling on the world building right off the bat. And I think that's what a lot of people want. We're not going to get, half of a movie as being a fight like we got with Endgame. We're going to get half, like two thirds of the movie being a world building story with some amazing set pieces in there too. I think they got to get away from these, the, 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 the well, for whatever reason, some, unfortunately the DC movie fight scenes, they sometimes just start feeling um, video game cinematics yeah. and it's, it's not a bad thing, but there needs to be a purpose to a fight. And I think that has been lost in some of this where like, like all the Batman fights were felt really purposeful and some of them were done so cleverly, like the, the, the fight in darkness and stuff like that with just the gun muzzle. It's such yeah. a great scene. It stands out to me. And it's, it's like, let's find other ways to do stuff like that. Yeah. I agree. But again, I think people need to like breathe for a minute. James Gunn is not the devil. He's not killing the Snyderverse. The Snyderverse was killed by Toby Emmerich and all of those people. And they're gone. That's not fired them all. They're gone. But the damage was done to the point where it was hard to reconcile. Ben was pretty much done. He came back to wrap up his character. He wasn't coming back forever. He came back to end his character. It sounds like the garden was weeded, but maybe we pulled out some of the some of the plants that were already there as well. But unfortunately, it had to be done. Yeah. it was the Soil was already ruined. You had to dig it up and start fresh. Mm. But on that note, thank you everyone for joining us this week on the Culture Nerd Podcast. This is our first episode. Next week, we'll be back with hopefully some real news to cover because the last two weeks despite the fact that we had taken a break not a lot happened avatar broke a couple billion dollars or a billion and a half or whatever but that's really it yeah so, and i don't even i don't those I yeah i haven't seen it yet either i'll see no, it later nothing about this movie makes me want to see it also the, i'm sure movies have never been more expensive i'm glad it made its money so whatever happens happens but like fine yeah but uh thank you all for joining us uh, again, I've been your host, Taylor Murphy, my co-host, Michael Santel. Uh, we're here for you every week. Uh, thank you to our uh, 11 Patreon supporters for keeping the lights on, keeping the server going. Um, if you want to support us, head over to Patreon, head over, uh, scan the QR code on the screen, check out any one of our uh, different avenues on social media. Uh, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. We will see you when we see you. Stay tuned to the Culture Nerd. Lots of fun stuff coming your way. Lots of new shows happening. As you probably already saw, TCM Rundown started yesterday, and we got a few more shows planned that are going to round out the week. So thank you all for joining us, and we will see you very soon.